Schedule a review of your financial records today and we'll find solutions that work best for you. Ask about our exclusive fixed price agreement, one annual fee, unlimited phone calls and meetings. Parker Mellinger, 1811 South Sheridan Avenue, Sheridan. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize another winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, Sheridan Fellowship of Christian Athletes is receiving these funds for a random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment. Member FDIC. So what's wrong, Fido? Did Timmy fall down the well again? <coughs> what? You mean you don't want this dog food? You want a different dog food? <coughs> okay, so you want Northwest Naturals raw diets for dogs, sold locally only at the Health Nut? <coughs> wait, wait. You want some A-plus Answers raw goat milk formula with raw honey and organic cinnamon? And they have Northwest Naturals for cats, too? You guys stay right here. I'm going to the Health Nut in Sheridan's 5th Street Mall right now. Hi, this is Christy Kinghorn with Buffalo Realty. And let's talk about 260 Tipperary Road, a horse owner's dream. 41 acres located off of Tipperary Road for easy access Great opportunity for ropers or horse lovers. Nice portable roping arena with roping chute, catch pen, and return alley. This arena is negotiable along with the fifth wheel. Property includes well, electricity, eight-saw barn. Call me, Christy Kinghorn at Buffalo Realty, connecting people with property. When you hear the name Noah's Auto Glass, what do you think of? Do you realize that we can service more than just passenger vehicles? Hi, this is Cindy. Here at Novus, we can repair and replace glass in semi-trucks, farm equipment, construction equipment, RVs, and classic vehicles. We can even come to you. If your restoration project has gotten overwhelming, we can help get you over the top. Stop in or call today to make an appointment. Novus Auto Glass, 347 North Main, 672-0139. Did you know the Country Bounty is online at ShedaMedia.com? That's right. You always have access to the Country Bounty. The print version of the Bounty is still delivered to homes and businesses in Sheridan County and Buffalo, but you can also view it from your phone, tablet, or computer simply by going to ShedaMedia.com or CountryBounty.com. You'll be able to scroll through the entire publication. Click on inserts and more. Try it out. ShedaMedia.com or CountryBounty.com. It's in the palm of your hand. The Country Bounty. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. Now, joining me on this snowy morning our Sheridan County Commission Chair, Christy Haswell, and Commissioner Alan Thompson. Good morning, Commissioners. Good morning. morning. <laughs> Snow outside. Uh, uh, welcome to Wyoming. Right, <laughs> Such a rarity. <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought we were done with this, but it uh, looks like this will follow us for a little while. I'm, I'm hoping this is it. This is the big final snow of the year, uh, but uh, I, I'm not sure, especially in this day and age. Who knows? We've probably got two or three more storms on the way. Soccer and track season aren't done yet. So uh, yeah, there you go. There's that. Yeah. Uh, is it one of those situations where if, if it's soccer and track season, you know it's going to snow? 
every Mother's Day weekend. Every Mother's Day. Out of the Equestrian oh. Center. Yep. Yep. You know, uh, when it comes to guests having um, uh, Lieutenant Jorgensen from the Wyoming Highway Patrol, when I have him come in during the winter, I know the minute we start planning the show, it's going to snow. It's, it's just become that. It's going to snow. He's going to be out on the road. He's going to have to do it remotely. But uh, he's a great sport. He always finds a place that he can talk to us. And, man, some of the stories he's got this year. Scary out there on the it, roads this it year. It is. Uh, you know, you were sheriff for years and years. Uh, if, if you were to look back on like fender benders and dragging people out of the ditch, what would you say was the worst year that you had to go through? Well, I would say that it would have been this year based on the snow that we had and I of course didn't work it, but, um, because the consistent snow and, and, and weather impact from, you know, November all the way through. Um, I gauged that from, you know, riding my personal motorcycle. I had five months over the winter that I didn't take my motorcycle out of the garage once. And that's the first time in 20 years that's ever happened. Oh, you're a committed rider. You always get it. <laughs> you used to always get one of those 50 degree days in December or where you can take January a nice or ride. February where you have the opportunity to ride. And five months this year, sat in the garage, couldn't get it out. I had a chaplain. Uh, in the service, who was like that? He he'd ride that motorcycle through some of the worst <laughs> snow I'd ever seen. Woo! He had faith. I'll tell you that he had faith. Uh, now, how has the last couple months treated you, uh, Commissioner Haswell? It's it's been great. It's been good. Um, yeah, kind of quiet construction season, so we haven't had a lot of building permits, subdivision applications. Um, just got through our first round of budget meetings. Ooh. Um, so yeah, pretty consistent right now at the county. Nothing, nothing shaking the ground too much. Up nothing there. shaking the ground too much. Nope. I think everybody's everybody's ready for spring. You know, as as we'll talk about here shortly, we have a lot of construction projects kind of coming to an end in May. Um, red grade getting plowed the end of May. So then we'll then we'll be hitting the ground running. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, if it doesn't snow. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, now, I did speak with Emergency Management Coordinator Jesse Ludekaus on Monday. Uh, are we as prepared for flooding as we can be? It, yes. Yes, we are. Um, to date, um, we've ordered an additional 8,000 sandbags. Um, and and this will be, you know, repeat from your conversation with Jesse. But um, and we're at about 110 tons of sand so oh, wow. far. And, and those have been distributed to Ranchester, Bighorn, Story, the fairgrounds, and the county shop. Um, he was still planning on having a sand filling event April 22nd, so this weekend from 9 to 11 at the fairgrounds if people want to come help fill sandbags. But, um, you know, it's been nice. The nice thing about these colder temps is that it's been keeping that snow snowpack on the mountain from coming <laughs> off too fast. Absolutely. And that I think that was probably my primary worry when we got so hot so fast. Uh, the end of last week, beginning of this week, uh, a, a, there was a little trepidation on, on my behalf because I thought for sure, gosh, if it's this warm down here, what's it like on the top of that hill? Mm-hmm. And what are we going to see in the weeks to come? And I, I know he shared that concern. Uh, we talked about possible rain and how that would impact that. Um, and, and just really send it kind of rushing down the side of the mountain. So everyone just uh, remain ready just in case. We don't know. <laughs> I think one thing that we've learned, 
we're not 100% on what's going to happen with the mm -hmm. weather. So it's better to be prepared and, and have nothing yep. happen. Yep, for sure. So uh, now when it comes to that, uh, that sandbag filling uh, event, I, I would suggest, you know, you got a couple hours, just head on out there because he's filling those sandbags for folks that can't do that, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Um, folks that don't have the time to get there or need to grab a bunch of bags um, and hurry home. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you could come, come fill, that would be great. We'd it, really appreciate it. Great community service folks. You're going to be helping out probably a lot of seniors, uh, mm -hmm. who, who can't get out there and do that themselves. Now I, I'm actually curious as to the outcome of spring this year on the Eastern Yellowstone area. Last year took a real toll. Um, I would say it, it impacted our tourism a little bit. Would you, would you agree with that? Uh, maybe even negative positive uh, the winter uh, the, the, the flooding. spring flooding last year oh oh last year yeah. yeah you know i'm i'm not sure about the the tourism piece it sounds like once they got that open it it rebounded pretty well um it, it forced a lot of folks to other places um you know i think jackson had more folks stuck there yeah. than they would have typically so probably more pressure on those communities but my sense is you know, it was a short dip, but but bounced back once they had those roads open. I don't, I'm not sure. I haven't seen the specific numbers, but just anecdotally. You know, it's it's something. Yellowstone's always going to have people coming in. You know, yeah. that's that's one guarantee that we do have. People love Yellowstone, mm -hmm. and and rightfully so. The more you learn about that place, the more you want to learn about that place. Now, tax day was only two days ago. Many folks were a little disappointed that legislators couldn't do more this year. But we've got to get that Wyoming Constitution changed. Has the Treasurer's Office reported much interest in that property tax relief program? Well, in, t in talking to um, the staff at the courthouse, I don't know that there's been an increase in inquiries. Um, but we do have another a month to the deadline for the tax rebate program. Um, so that deadline uh, for the, 22, the 2022 taxes, that deadline is June 5th. Um, so I would just encourage people that um, even if you don't think you might qualify for that tax rebate program, at least take a look at the website and, and see what those requirements are, because, um, you know, really it comes down to household income below $86,400 a year would qualify um, likely qualify for this tax rebate program. That's most of so, us. Yeah. I'd, I'd say that's I, I would most say of it us. is. Um, yeah. And that number is the same in both Sheridan and Johnson counties. Um, and there's quite a, quite a few different avenues for you to at least research it or to, to apply for it. Um, most of that information is on the state's website. So you can go to WPTRS.WYO.GOV for the actual online application for that. And also look, at that time and see if you qualify. So, you know, one of the rules is that, um, you can't have assets in excess of $150,000. Well, that seems like that's a no go for almost everyone that owns a house, right? Except your house and a vehicle for each, um, adult in the household doesn't count towards that, nor does your retirement, um, accounts. So, <clears throat> you know, especially someone that's retired, um, and has, you know, their money in retirement and house and car, that's about, all a lot of people have, um, they would still probably qualify for that program. And what that program means is that um, you have to pay your tax bill in full. And once it's paid and you qualify, you could apply for this tax rebate program and get uh, a portion of that money back afterwards. So 
Um, that's one of the few options that we have for tax relief on property taxes in Wyoming right now until we wait and see how the constitutional amendment shakes out and some of these other um, studies that we're looking at with acquisition-based taxes and things like that. So those are all years out, um, but this is available now. You know, when it comes to that changing the Constitution, it's not easy. It's not intended to be easy. Uh, I talked to uh, your fellow commissioners about this a while ago, and <clears throat> the misconception from uh, uh, some in the public is that uh, the legislators could just go down there and make that decision on their own. Right. Uh, but uh, it's it's designed so you actually can't do mm-hmm. that. Um, so you've got to change the Constitution first and uh, uh, kind of build off of that. But the, the horrible part about that is it takes a lot to get that done, doesn't mm-hmm. it? And, and it still might not pass by the voters. That's true. It's true. So uh, there's that piece as well. I, I would I would hope it does, but um, yeah. But you never know. We've seen weirder things happen, mm-hmm. right? Uh, things that really come back and, and surprise us quite a bit. Now, uh, if you're a veteran out there, uh, you do have an exemption. And I do understand. I think a lot of uh, vets know about this, but for those that don't, there there are two options, correct? Correct. I can, I can property tax or I can license plate because uh, that's what I use it for. I don't own any property. Uh, it's too much of a headache for me in this day and age. So uh, I just use it for my license plates. Uh, is there a deadline on that? Yeah, so the statute um, puts the deadline at the fourth Monday in May of each year. So this year, that'll be May 22nd. So anytime between January 1st and May 22nd, you can go into the courthouse and, um, you know, fill out that application. It does have to be renewed yearly. Um, and whether you apply it to property tax or your vehicle registration, either one, that application is available in your assessor's office. Um, the one thing that, um, you know, people could do is you likely have a vehicle that's due um, for, you know, tag renewal, license renewal um, during that time frame every year. And I'm just making note of that when you, when you, you know, renew the registration that's due on your motorcycle in March and getting ready for the riding season, make sure you fill out that, that veterans tax form. Um, now that's not for all veterans. Um, the legislature is kind of geared that towards combat veterans. And specifically it says if you've served in the U.S. Armed Forces during World War II, Korean War, Vietnam War, or served overseas during an armed conflict and received an armed forces expeditionary medal or equivalent. So there's some requirements associated with that, but it also does apply to the surviving spouse of an eligible um, veteran too. Um, so um, if you have any questions about that, you can find that on our, our county website that gives kind of the, the quick rundown, or you can just stop in the assessor's office and um, ask them if you would qualify and what the application process is. It's pretty painless. So one sheet of paper. And, you know, I did not know that about the the widows being able to, widows and widowers uh, mm-hmm. being able to apply for that as well. I think that's yep. fantastic. That's something I didn't know about. Yep. Now, uh, it uh, when we look at those license plates, uh, do you know if this would actually qualify for those special specialized license plates that uh, you can get you know that's a good question and i don't know um i don't know do you know if there's an extra cost associated with you know army or i don't, I, Navy I don't or i've never gotten one. national Guard. i've never gotten one either yeah <laughs> I, I mean uh, so. i've always been eligible to get one but i just never just never went down there and kind of pulled the trigger on that mm-hmm. and and uh, so I don't know if it would qualify, but I think that'd be an excellent question for the treasurer yeah. or, or the clerk. 
if you want to get that special little little insignia on there, maybe this will uh, maybe this will cover it. Yeah, I think that would be fantastic to see. All right, we're going to have more with our Sheridan County Commissioners after this. Stay with us. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize another winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, Sheridan Fellowship of Christian Athletes is receiving these funds for random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment. Member FDIC. For that snow to slowly start melting away and greening up our beautiful community. Hi, this is Jill Bates with the Best Real Estate Team. And although the weather hasn't cooperated with anyone so far this spring, the Bates team has been busy listing and selling properties regardless of the weather. If you need your property sold or you're looking to buy, there is no better team than the Bates team at Best to give you the attention you deserve for all your real estate needs. Call today, 675-BEST or find us online at bestwy.net. Make it a great day. Proudly brokered by EXP. Wrap Plumbing and Heating has been serving Sheridan since 2010. With all these years of experience, you can rely on them to handle all of your plumbing and heating needs. From new construction to remodels, repairs of existing systems to retrofitting, Wrap Plumbing and Heating can do it all. They are professional, clean, and courteous. Call 429-1196 for all your plumbing or heating needs. As we like to say, if you find a leak, let Dan take a peek. Did your late aunt leave you with her home in her will and all 30 cats that have been living there for years and now you don't know what to do with the cat house? Bio Renovation can take it off your hands. The house, not the cats. No matter how bad it may be or what smells may be emanating from it, Bio Renovation will come out, take a look, and make you an offer. Face it, you're not going to sell it any other way. Contact Bio Renovation today. Find them on Facebook or at wyorenovation.com. Well, it's spring, and the 2023 Bighorn Home Builders Home and Garden Show is this weekend. Be sure to thumb through the official Home Builders insert in this week's Country Bounty, where you'll find all kinds of tips for home and garden improvement, as well as the professionals you may need for some of the bigger projects you don't want to do. The official Bighorn Home Builders Home Show Guide. Get your copy in this week's Country Bounty. Can you believe it? Spring is coming on and fresh new ideas for your home and garden are waiting at the Bighorn Home Builders Home and Garden Show. Whether it's flowers or flooring, patio or plants, cabinetry or creating a beautiful landscape, this show will help you get started April 21st through the 23rd at the Sheridan Ramada Plaza. The Home and Garden Show sponsored by the Bighorn Home Builders Association of Sheridan, whose members are committed to promoting the highest standards in the building industry. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, proudly brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. This morning I'm speaking with Sheridan County Commission Chair Christy Haswell and Commissioner Alan Thompson. Now, sitting on a committee or a board, 
is an excellent way you can serve your community while taking an active role in something that you may be pretty interested in. Commissioners, uh, have we seen a reduction in participation of boards over the years uh, to your memory, or would you say it stays pretty consistent? I, I feel that it's um, it's ebbed and flowed, but generally stayed pretty specific. Um, it might be one board um, that we're having a harder time finding folks for, but we, we always get applicants, um, and, and we've... We've had some great ones um, this last year. We've been really fortunate and and beyond this last year. But, um, yeah, it's great seeing the interest of community members coming in that, that I'm not familiar met with or meeting for the first time. And, um, yeah, but we we do have eight positions open right now on boards. And what are the boards that are have open positions right now? We have one open position on the county fair board. We have... Uh, two positions on our county parks and recreation board. Um, and that one's a three year term. Uh, we have one position open on the planning and zoning commission. That is a three year term as well. Um, we have one position on the library board, also a three year term one year, uh, one position on the Sheridan travel and tourism joint powers board. And then, um, two positions on the Sheridan Memorial Hospital Board of Trustees. So most of these are just normal terms that have just ended at the same time. So we just happen to have eight openings. Um, there is one, the, the fair board is an early, um, an unexpired term that we're trying to fill. So there's an extra month or so on that one. But it just happened to be timing. What are the primary duties uh, of an individual who would volunteer to sit on one of these boards? You know, um, obviously, depending on on the board, it's to advise the director. Um, There are some budget responsibilities, potentially. Um, Yeah, what am I missing, Alan? Well, and, you know, overseeing the, um, if, you know, if there's a director, um, there might be some uh, management with the the director of that um, entity or um, you know, just basically taking input from the public um, as a board member and um, shaping the direction of any number of these, like, you know, the Parks and Rec or the County Fair Board or um, whatever it may be. And then, you know, attending those meetings, um, whether they're monthly or quarterly um, and being, you know, present in those conversations. And I, no, oops, sorry. Oh, Lloyd. No, no, well, ma'am, please. I was just going to add, I know, for example, our Historic Preservation Board, um, they do do some grant writing for that organization to find funding for projects. So, um, yeah, there's kind of committee work within the committee sometimes. Um, so if you really want to get your hands dirty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, speaking of that, the um, Parks and Rec Board also, you see a lot of those not only um, volunteer to be on the board, but are also the primary volunteers and work projects that are happening at certain locations throughout the county too. So very hands-on individuals getting yeah, out several there. Several of them are. Uh, not just leading from the back, they lead mm-hmm. from the front. I know some members of the um, library board, you know, they're, they're currently helping find a new director. director. Yeah. Now that Cameron's coming over to you the guys county. stole Cameron. We stole Cameron. <laughs> I know. Um, so, yeah, there's there's all sorts of responsibilities and hats that you would wear on some of these boards and committees. 
I'll tell you what, uh, you know, you guys are, you guys have got uh, a good choice right there. Uh, Mr. Duff is probably one of my favorite people in this county. Yeah. Uh, I, I try to keep track of the things that uh, we're supposed to talk about. And we always get sidetracked. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you can tell, you know, it's a great time. Now, uh, when we talk about the level of commitment that people should really uh, apply when they go for one of these boards, I mean, if you're going to join a board, as as you said, Commissioner, be present, mm-hmm. uh, actually be there, mm-hmm. because a board suffers if if members slough off a little it, bit. It does. Um, so at a minimum, make sure you've got the time for the meetings, as as Alan mentioned. Um, I would add an hour or two for meeting preparation, um, so that you you walk into the board meeting ready to discuss the subject matter at hand. And then, um, again, as, as Ellen mentioned, if you know you want to get involved in a project, um, know that you've got the time to do that before you volunteer. You um, might be filling a seat that could have been filled before. Yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, yeah. As um, opposed to getting down there and being like, well, I don't really want to go like so, most people do yeah. with parties. Just, <laughs> or so is just, that just me? Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a common sense time management. But, I, you know, you can get excited about joining and then realize, wow, I six months in, you didn't have the time you thought you did, or something gets busy in your life that you didn't anticipate. Um, but yeah, we eight positions. So please go to our website and, and check those out if you're interested in any of those. And I mean, in, in all, this is actually a way that we govern these departments uh, and, and, you know, make sure that they are going in the right direction. And one thing that uh, Commissioner Thompson actually brought up that I, I would really like to uh, kind of emphasize is the fact that you're the voice of the public up there. Um, you know, the directors know what they're doing, but at the same time, you are the individual sitting on that board representing the public at large and, and getting that feedback, uh, you know, is, is something that I think is vitally important. Mm-hmm. Now, and Floyd, I could add that um, there's a little bit of time because most of these positions um, need to be filled by, you know, late June, um, early July. Uh, so if, you know, people want to get on the website and find out when the next meeting is and attend a meeting. These are all public meetings. Um, Attend a meeting and see what occurs there and see if that's a fit for you and then um, kind of inform your decision on whether or not you should apply. Now, when it comes to Sheridan County commissioners, how many boards do you have to provide liaisons for? Is it all of them across? It's not all of them. Um, It's many of them. We, We divvy them up between the five of us. So we each sit on five to six um, boards or committees. Uh, but for example, we don't have anyone that sits on the, the joint powers board for the Sheridan travel and tourism, but, but we do have the opportunity to appoint a representative to that. Um, you know, I, I sit on the library board as a liaison, as a non-voting member. Um, but there are boards that you sit on that you, you can be a voting member. So it's, it's a mix between selecting your representative or being able to sit on the board directly. Now, as a liaison, what exactly are your duties on that board? Just to represent the county itself, or are you there to kind of provide some sort of insight, maybe advise? You know, um, I'll, I'll just use the library example again. That's that's really just to communicate back to the rest of the commissioners, share the agenda, reports that have been shared, just to be the eyes and ears. So we're just continuing to communicate. And we know what's going on and down there and, and, you know, the, the director of the library knows what's happening at the county level. With that many boards, 
um, <clears throat> you know, uh, Commissioner Thompson, you're one of the new commissioners, <laughs> and you knew what you were getting into. Uh, I, I thought I knew what I was <laughs> There we go. There we go. That touches on. Uh, dedicating that much time to that many boards. Um, I mean, how much time would you estimate you commit to sitting on these boards and commission time itself, let's say within a given month? Yeah, so most of the boards that I serve on um, meet quarterly. So you might have, you know, a couple of weeks of several meetings and meeting prep. Um, and then, you know, a couple months of nothing really going on with those. Um, you know, the Parks and Rec Board right now is pretty active, um, especially this time of year. So we've had um, almost monthly meetings with, with the, that entity. Um, but, you know, the, I serve on the Child Support um, Board and the Law Enforcement Center Joint Powers Board. And um, those are, you know, quarterly meetings that um, aren't as much uh time, not very time consuming leading up to the actual meetings. Um, so it just kind of depends in ebbs and flows depends yeah. on the season, mm-hmm. depends on the type of board. Um, it's, you know, um, I would say on average, probably 10 hours a month, um, that I would dedicate to board, um, membership or preparation. So about 10 hours a month, that's not too bad. Uh, uh commissioner Haswell, how about you? Would you more or less? Um, yeah, I, I think that's that's an alignment. And like like Alan mentioned, um, it does depend on what current projects are happening for that board. Um, and then I'm on some boards outside of the county. Um, I, I need to learn to say no. But um, <laughs> so it can be a lot. And, and I think the hard part, you know, it is a part time position, um, but it's hard to to work outside of those hours because they're all over the place. Yeah. You're going to have yeah. evening meetings. You're going to have lunchtime meetings. You're going to have morning meetings. So it's, you know, it's hard to go to an employer and say, well, I can work four hours for you Tuesday afternoon, two hours, Wednesday morning. I mean, you know, it's, um, yeah. Your, your schedule is multicolored. I could imagine. It, it is. And the subject matter is all over the place. <laughs> so you know, trying to figure out what's what's really important to dig in and be more of an expert on mm. and what areas um, you, you don't need to do that necessarily. But it's it's everything from natural resources. You know, I sit on the Forest Service Steering Committee um, and also the Bighorn Mountain Coalition. Um, but then I also sit on SAWS. So we're talking, you know, water services and utilities. Um you know, you could also sit on the hospital board. So now you're you're sticking your toe into healthcare. Um, you could sit on the tripartite board. So now you're looking at how we're helping our community get folks out of poverty and stay out of poverty. So um, subject matter touches everything, which is also a really cool thing about this job. I mean, you are boots on the ground with your constituents, and it's yeah. it's really rewarding. Yeah, uh, and I think being out there, uh, I mean. That's kind of the trenches, isn't mm-hmm. it? Being out there and, and sitting on that many boards and dealing with individuals uh, almost sounds like a day-to-day basis. Yes. I mean, would you say as a commissioner, yeah. you, this is a day-to-day thing? Oh, Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's true, like Christy mentioned, the other boards that we serve on um, or volunteer for, um, whether it be a service organization or other boards unrelated to our work as a commissioner, um, yeah. I think each one of us have those other commitments also, so... So on top of all the work that the county right. gives you, yeah, you're going to go find some volunteerism. more. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, again, that's admirable and absolutely amazing if you're going to 
be involved in the community, be involved in the community. Yeah, yeah. Um, have you become a fast reader, uh, being a commissioner, I mean, being able to actually sit down and scan or, 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 you know, actually understand the content as, as much as you can in a given amount of time? Yeah, I would say that. And then knowing who the experts are, we have some great folks at the County. Um, you know, I can go right to Mark Reed if I have a question, um, on, on a pl- planning and zoning item, um, or Ken Muller on a road question. I mean, I'm, I'm not an expert on maintaining roads, but he is. So, yeah. um, th- those are just a couple easy examples, but yeah, I think knowing who the experts are is a, a key part of that as well. I'll tell you what, commissioner, that's also the secret to good journalism. Oh, yeah. <laughs> knowing who that expert is, <laughs> you know, that's, uh, that's who you want to go and find. You could be a jack of all trades, but there's somebody who has, uh, narrowed everything down. Well, and, and I would just add too. I mean, um, it's been great having a commissioner Thompson on the board now with his law enforcement oh. background. Um, there are definitely times when that perspective's, um, really important. So, um, I think the commissioners also kind of add, add their own perspective and experience. Absolutely. Coming from the diverse background that you all do and having an expert, I mean, uh, that's <laughs> the sheriff of a County for as long as you were, I'd say that's an expert in law mm-hmm. enforcement. Uh, you know, it's funny you asked Floyd, um, about speed reading and I, I, I thought I was pretty good at speed reading criminal statutes in my past life. And now I'm, I can, I can't speed read civil statutes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a learning curve for me. So I, I definitely read slower now than I did uh, a year ago. Trying to understand uh, legalese, you know, that's yeah. an entire language yeah. uh, that lawyers get training. And, and it can be one of the most difficult things to sit down and do when you got to read bills every year. Yeah. Holy yeah. cow. <laughs> you know, yeah. The time spent. <laughs> Whew. Many hours, my friends. All right, let's uh, let's switch gears and go into some construction projects that are going to be a priority this year around the county. What are we looking at? So I'll, I'll start with the Brook Street. Um, I'm sure folks have seen the sign. The road's been closed for a while. It's, it's the street uh, just west of the courthouse, um, adjacent to the courthouse. And we received um, some initial funding for planning, getting the design work done. Um, we've since, um, started the first phase of construction. There's going to be a lot of grading work that's required some new asphalt, um, up around the, the old jail, um, building. And then, um, we have a new generator, not a new generator, a generator, generator coming in, um, that'll be off kind of closer to the parking lot, but just all the dirt work that's related to that. So, That'll be starting up here soon. Excited to get that going. It's going to be a great space. Boy, Sheridan is going to be under construction <laughs> this year, isn't it? We've got all kinds of projects going on out there. What's going to happen with some of these county roads? Uh, have they approached you with uh, uh, ideas or maybe a battle plan to try and go out and smooth these things out? So we've had some conversations with the road and bridge crew. Um, they've been on it as much as they can fighting the snow throughout oh. the whole winter. And then when when the weather cooperated, they could get out and address some of the drainage issues. Um, so they're going to be looking at some culvert, um, either replacement or cleaning out some culverts to make sure the drainage is occurring the way it should be keeping an eye on some of those notorious flooding roads, you know, um, kind of seeing where they're at. Um, so that's just a constant process that, um, you think you have a plan and then the weather changes it for you. So, um, you know, they're definitely working on that now, um, getting out there and, um, 
you know, evaluating the road surfaces and seeing if they can start degrading. Um, we've approved the CMAC, um, the dust uh, suppression application stuff. So that'll be up and running this summer again, as usual. So it's just a, it's a constant process. You know, the roads dry out in the springtime and you get them um, nice and smooth and then you get the dust application applied to it and then the winter hits and then you try and keep the snow off of <laughs> just it do and it, it ruins again. everything that you did all summer and then you start again in the spring so um yeah it's just a constant process that they're continuing to work on you know when it comes to uh, speaking on local government and and speaking with local government officials that is probably i'd say second in in concerns that they hear from the public Road conditions, <laughs> you know, sure. road conditions. Uh, number one is always, uh, you know, usually like the safety things, right. law enforcement, firefighters, things like that. But when it comes to messages that I know that individuals have received, I th- when it comes to the messages, probably roads would be number one on that. Calls from the public are pretty consistent on yeah. roads. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, on both sides, you know, um, I think most folks are really appreciative of just all the hours Road and bridges put on out this winter, oh. trying to keep roads open. Um, Get those kids to school. I yeah, mean, they're they're out there. Yeah, you know, front of the line, tip of the spear on. Yep, that. for sure. Um, and I, we did want to mention as well. Um, I know folks are already thinking about getting up on the mountain, um, but we probably the county won't be plowing that until the end of May, which is typical. Um, it, we open it up all the way to Twin Lakes, so we've got to wait you know, for enough of the snow to be clear, to be able to actually put a dent in it. So just a heads up to folks. A couple of years ago, I, I waited until June to take my wife and her visiting friend up to Hack. We had to walk in. Yeah. yeah. It, it, I mean, holy cow. Yeah. And there were spots I could kind of wander off the side of the road and it was up to my waist. Yeah. It was, I mean, June. <laughs> I, mean, I drove by the Prune Creek campground a couple of weeks ago and, and I missed the turn because usually you can see where the turn is. Um, in there and that, that there was a wall of snow there. Um, so those, even the most accessible parts on top of the mountain, I think are going to be a little while to, to access. You know, it's going to be one of those late camping seasons. Yes. <laughs> you know, you're so. just going to have to look at the kids and say, yeah. sorry, buddy, we can't get up the hill. And if we get up there, we're not sure if we're going to be able to drive out. So, uh, you've also got to make sure that you're getting back. Now there are, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm running short on time, uh, because I'm a chatty Kathy this morning. What are the new construction standards in the county? Uh, that seems like something. Are you gonna you're gonna be holding a public meeting on these to kind of? We we are. Um, let we me, have a public. You know hearing. what? Let me take a quick commercial break. I apologize. And we'll come back. And we'll come okay. back to that. Sounds good. After the break, we're going to discuss a little bit more on the airport and some of these new construction standards in the county. You're listening to Public Pulse on nine thirty KROE and one hundred three point nine FM shared. Spring is here, and so is the Bighorn Home Builders Home and Garden Show this weekend at the Ramada Plaza. Whether you're buying your first home, upgrading to a larger home, or thinking about a remodeling project but need help with financing, our experienced, friendly, and fast mortgage team will show you a variety of loan programs, refinancing options, and services to get you started. So this weekend, support our local home builders and attend the home show at the Ramada Plaza. We're committed to making home happen. First Federal Bank and Trust, investing in our community for over 88 years. Member FDIC. You may wonder what's next. Champion Funeral Home can help you through this phase of life. They provide support and personal services while helping you create a meaningful tribute to your loved one. 
Champion Funeral Home has been locally owned and operated since 1911, providing compassion and care to Sheridan and Johnson County. Visit Champion Funeral Home at championfh.com or call 674-6329. Hi, this is Dan Marshall at Captain Clean, and we offer free HVAC cleaning estimates. According to the U.S. Department of Energy, 25 to 40% of the energy used for heating or cooling a home is wasted. Contaminants in your HVAC system cause it to work harder and shorten the life of your system. Call for your free estimate and start saving money today by making your system more cost-effective and reducing how hard it has to work to maintain your home's temperature. Captain Clean, 672-0726. Affordable choices for healthy living. I'm here today with Candace Crane from Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. Tommy, hi. I'm kind of sad. Why is that? You know Candy, our parts manager? Yeah, everyone knows Candy. Well, she's retiring at the end of this month after 43 years with the company. Well, that's not sad. That's exciting. We are so grateful for her dedication to our business. She's helped thousands of customers throughout the years, and our store won't be the same without her. We invite all of you to join us for a cookie and flower social Thursday, April 27th, and Friday, April 28th. Well, wish Candy all the best in her retirement from Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. Let's get those paint brushes rolling. Hi, Kurt Smith here for the Sheridan Commercial Company. Our True Value Paint Department has so much to offer when it comes to painting. Whether you need help with customized color matching or choosing a paint color combination, our True Value Paint Department can help you get started. We offer a full line of True Value and PPG paints, plus all of the accessories you need to get those brushes rolling. Great paint, great store. The Sheridan Commercial Company opens seven days a week at 303 Broadway. In this day and age, everyone's looking for a great value deal. Well, look no further than your locally owned McDonald's. The $3.50 value deal is available at your McDonald's in Sheridan, Buffalo, and Gillette. Choose from a McDouble, hot and spicy, or six-piece chicken McNuggets, plus a small fry for $3.50. Now that is a value. Don't forget to download the McDonald's app for even more great deals. Look no further for a great value deal than your locally owned McDonald's in Sheridan, Buffalo, and Gillette. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse. Proudly brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. This morning I am joined by Sheridan County Commission Chair Christy Haswell and Commissioner Alan Thompson. Now before I rushed us off to a break, which I apologize for, uh, we're looking at new construction standards within the county. There's going to be a meeting considering these things. Uh, could you tell us just just a highlight? Sure. Um as we mentioned before, knowing the experts. <laughs> know the experts, <laughs> really that's not, right. I am not a building expert, but we are going to have a public hearing May 16th. Um, we'll be adopting some of the international building code um, policies, um, taking it from 2015 to 2021. Um, the city has recently done this. Um, the county's not going to accept all codes just you know, wrapped up with a bow. There are going to be some exceptions Um, I think generally, um, you know, some of the things we already feel like we do well, I would say the insulation, um, requirements is, is one example of that. We, we're not going to take it as far as the codes require because we feel like our codes are adequate. Um, another, for example, that we already do, um, decking design has to, has to incorporate snow load. Our requirements are above what our snow load requirements. So we we don't need to ch- make any changes there. So um, for those builders out there, um, they're probably already doing building in the city and they're familiar with those changes. Um, if there's builders that are only 
um, building in the county, please go to our website, attend the, the public hearing. And as I was unaware before um, we took that break and, and spoke about this a little bit, I was unaware that the county had the authority to just basically say, you know what, we're going to adopt these ones. We're not going to adopt these ones because we already do it anyway. Uh, so I think that's a fascinating uh, thing that it, regionally we're all kind of allowed to say, okay, yes, this applies here, but it doesn't apply there. It's it's really nice to have local control like that and and know what works here, know what needs to be tweaked. Um, you know, you know, your builders here, it's, um, it's nice having that local control. And I could imagine that's probably a tight knit little industry community. You know, everyone who develops probably knows everyone who develops regularly around the area. And so, yeah, yeah. And, and we have a small department, so, you know, all, all of our builders are familiar with our inspectors and, and, um, the folks that help with the permitting up there on the fourth floor. So it's amazing how much paperwork construction takes, isn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's absolutely amazing. All right. Out there at the airport, let's talk about this a little bit. Uh, uh, there's been some major construction going on out there. We have a beautiful new terminal being constructed right now. Um, that is, is um, we're planning on being completed the beginning of May with that. We do have some um, baggage equipment that'll be in the end of May, um, which won't affect the public. It'll just affect the employees and, and how we get baggage in and out of the terminal. Um, but yeah, look forward to that beautiful new space. It's, it's, it's going to be great. We were able to tour it a, a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, and um, it's, there was still, you know, construction equipment everywhere, but, Plastic, but it was nice yeah. to see how it was going to flow. And I think especially the baggage claim as an employee up there, um, seeing how that's going to work. And um, it's just going to be a lot more efficient. Which will kind of keep moving things along. Uh, now, will this be able to improve uh, efficiency to the point where we will add more flights or is that not on the table? You know, that's a separate conversation with the airline. It's it's okay. really a part of those negotiations, and if they've got pilots, if they've got planes, um, but our our airport manager Robert Gill did want to mention to folks that flights are up, flight um, bookings. So if you're planning on flying out of Sheridan, please think about trying to book as early as you can. It's not one of those last minute things anymore. Is it's it? not. It's not. They they fill up quickly. That's amazing. Right? Yeah. Now, it's getting to the point where we actually got to start planning. Uh, ahead to jump the plane to get out of here, which, you know, it, people from bigger cities probably are like, well, yeah, but around here, that's, right. that's kind of something new, isn't it? <laughs> right. yeah, <and> you, <laughs> yeah. But it's also very good news um, to know that they're so booked that we do have to do that because that's, uh, that's promising and that's exactly what we want for the airport. Now, have we started to see a little more movement around the business park? I'll just uh, kind of put it that way. Uh, have we seen that? Um, you know, there, I don't know of any additional applications for um, leases up there, but, um, you know, the um, there's one building under construction up there. Um, you know, it's there, you know, business is occurring in there. Um, things are moving along. We, we don't, um, and it's a funding issue. Um, we have another 40 acres up there that we could develop into a business park. And, and we have some initial drawings, but, Again, it's it's the dollars that we need to be able to do that. So now, where did we get the money, if you can recall from memory, to develop the first part? Do you remember? Uh, 
No. Yeah. Well, it was quite a while ago, so I it wouldn't was. expect you to pull that out right away. But it was. Do you remember how much that was, or a, a, a rough estimation? No. But it. it I Sorry. Mean, it, no, it's okay. It, it. I'm just trying to let people know it's not cheap to develop even just a plot. It's not because you're you're talking about all the utilities, curb and gutter, sidewalks. Um, I mean, Wi-Fi. It's, it's I mean, millions of yeah. dollars. Just yeah. to develop a plot nowadays uh, so that somebody else can come in and actually build on that. Uh, Acme Special District. What is this? So um, this had come up years ago in some of our planning and zoning, well, uh, work around our comprehensive plan um, and and realizing that um, this Acme area um you know, between sitting between Ranchester and Sheridan had had potential for development. Um, and so this was kind of planning and zoning's um, plan on on h- how do we protect this area? How do we ensure if if a lot of this acreage isn't zoned industrial and someone could come in and develop a manufacturing plant and and we, we have no say in setbacks. We have wow. no say about the kind of lighting they want to put up. We have no say about the kind of business they want to put in. Um, so we know there's a ton of folks that recreate out there. So what, what can we do to protect it? So, and I, um, I was able to attend one of the public meetings and I, I feel like there might be some misunderstanding in the public that this is the County wanting to develop and, and really, it's us just wanting to put some sidebars on what development can and should look like if it All happens, right. if okay. it happens. So it's almost the exact opposite where it's like, look, if it does get developed, let's uh, let's make some guidelines here. Correct. So we just don't go in and kind of tear the place apart. Yep. Uh, well, that sounds like a pretty good idea. Is there going to be a meeting or anything? So we've had two public meetings on this um, planning and zoning are you know, at their next meeting, May 4th, they are going to chat about next steps now that they've gotten that feedback from from the community and then also some of our federal and state partners. Yeah, that's a good idea. So, folks, if you want to know what's going out there uh, in that ACME area, believe uh, it, it's one of those situations where there may be a misunderstanding. Go out there and maybe give your two cents on how you would like to protect that area because there are a lot of folks who go out there and they like to recreate. I've only got one minute left, but uh, a a real quick question for Commissioner Thompson. Uh, What would you say was the one thing that surprised you from the time that you became a commissioner till right now? You know, I think the the challenge that I have um, understanding the wide breadth of civil statutes that are now under my purview, um, as opposed to just the criminal um, statutes, I kind of mentioned that before it's it, they're written differently. The spirit of the law is a little bit different. Um, the criminal law t- tends to be more black and white, you know, um, but um, understanding that and then understanding the legislative process from a commissioner standpoint rather than a law enforcement standpoint. Absolutely. The, the biggest challenges that I've faced so far. It's all a learning process, it right? It is. It's <laughs> been right. fun, though. Thank you guys for coming in and speaking with me this morning. You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. First Federal Trust would like to recognize another winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media as part of their community commitment. Sheridan Fellowship of Christian Athletes is receiving these funds 
per random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment. Member FDIC. Vehicles are coming and vehicles are going out. The lot of wearing Sheridan Chevrolet constantly moving with new and used vehicles. If you don't see what you're looking for, ask. The team of Shane, Mike, John, Nolan, and Tim are here to help you find the perfect ride for your lifestyle. Check out the back page of this week's Country Bounty for a page full of top quality vehicles or search online Sheridan Chevrolet. Better yet, stop by 107 East Alger and see this massive inventory wearing Sheridan Chevrolet 107 East Alger. The 2023 Home and Garden Show is popping with fresh ideas for all your spring projects around the house. Get creative this year and let the experts at the Home and Garden Show give you the tools to do it. April 21st through the 23rd at the Sheridan Ramada Plaza. Enter to win a $1,000 gift certificate to Landon's Greenhouse or purchase a raffle ticket for Adirondack Patio Furniture with materials generously donated by Blodorn and Connect Home Center and proceeds donated to the College Construction Technology students. Crackleton's Fine Food and Spirits for dinner tonight. How about Andy's Chilled Pasta Salad with shells, lemon basil aioli, oven-dried tomatoes, and breaded chicken? Or the Frack Burger, a six-ounce hand-pattied beef with avocado spread, bacon, butter, lettuce, Thousand Island, and brioche bun? Or try our tenderloin filet, bacon, onion, gorgonzola sauce, sweet potato pavé, spinach chiffon day. Be sure to ask your server about Frackleton's wine pairings for your selection. Looking for a new home? Come to Excalibur's Open House Extravaganza this weekend at Hidden Bridge Ranch. With over 40 homes under construction, you're sure to find the perfect fit. This desirable location is adjacent to Hidden Bridge Golf Course and the city walking paths with gorgeous views. Join Excalibur on Saturday and Sunday from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Check out the map in this week's Country Bounty. Hidden Bridge Ranch, across from Midland Market. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to find your dream home. Are you looking for great deals on quality items? Then look no further than Hot Buys going on over on SheridanMedia.com right now. Starting at half off of retail value, you can bid on a wide range of items, including certificates for automotive accessories, household cleaning, restaurants, cosmetics, and a bunch more. But hurry, the auction ends at 8 p.m. tonight. Don't miss out on your chance to snag amazing deals. So head on over to SheridanMedia.com, click on the Hot Buys banner, and start your bidding now. 103.9 FM is news.